Hello, dear ones. My name is Mira Michelle, and I love walking slowly within nature. <laughs> I want to go. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go to the beach. Let's go to the forest. <laughs> Hello, beloveds. Welcome to the Woke Wisdom Podcast. This is Alexandra Loves, and I am with my furry cosmic guardians, Cyrus and Bisu, joyfully coming to you from the moon garden where wisdom is nourished, awakening is embraced, and fun is encouraged. I am so excited to welcome my guest today, but before I do that, please know that I produce and edit this podcast myself and I am not a professional at anything that has to do with technology. So there might be some bumps and there's definitely a little commotion where Bisu turned off my screen during the interview and I tried to quietly fix it. <laughs> but as time goes on, I will get better at this. Thank you for evolving with us on this ride. Also, if you resonate with what you find on this podcast, please help me spread this message far and wide by sharing this podcast with friends online or subscribing at Apple Podcasts or leaving shiny reviews. I'm so grateful for you taking the time to do some clicks and make that happen. Join me in welcoming my guest, Mira Michelle. Let's welcome her with a deep breath. Mayor Michelle has a BA in communications and psychology and quantum shamanic healing, founder of the Sacred Female Rising Institute, the author of the upcoming book, Sacredize Your Life, The Ancient Art of Ceremony Meets the Contemporary Age, creator of the Site Project and co-participant in creation to Codes for a Healthy Earth. She is a medicine woman, a shamanic healer. My favorite thing about this woman right here is that when she speaks to me, and I've witnessed when she speaks to others, that just in the speaking, it feels empowering. I feel um, bigger, brighter. I feel seen. And so that is my favorite thing about her, about you, Mira Michelle. <laughs> Welcome. Thank you. Thank you, darling. I wanted to, to welcome you in by asking just a couple of questions. Maybe they're a little silly, but um, I really, I'm really interested to see what you think about uh, if you could be an animal or a non-human for a while, which, what would you be and why? Oh, I love this question. <laughs> it's just a shame I only have one choice in this moment. <laughs> but but uh but uh yeah, I'd love our our animal and insect relatives. <laughs> um yeah, I chose when I felt into this the black panther. Wow. Yeah, oh. the the, uh, the <laughs> black panther, the female black panther. <laughs> this primal creature who moves mostly alone mm -hmm. through the depths of information and intelligence of nature. Mm -hmm. uh, she fascinates me. And so I chose her because of the way that she assists us in releasing our density that we carry yeah. within our body-mind. 
and how seemingly every step she takes is guided and crafted with her own vibration. So, mm-hmm. yes, it's her, Mama Yagua. <laughs> Mama Yagua. Mama. <laughs> Where you are right now, are there, are there Black Panthers there? Yes. <laughs> Not right here. You'd have to right. go up a few hours into, okay. you know, into the more wild nature, let's say, because uh, she doesn't really want to be around humans, right? right. <laughs> she's, like, doing her, she's doing her own thing. <laughs> <laughs> he is not impressed by us. <laughs> I mean, really, I, I understand. <laughs> we, we have, as a, as a species, we have a lot of work to do. <laughs> yeah, it's going to help up. us with that. <laughs> Beautiful. Mm. I, I could totally see you as that. I feel like from the time I met you that that you're definitely um, in sort of this like beautiful, I don't know what the right word, like nature state. Like you're, you're always, I've always thought of you as like a creature. That's what it is. Like this, this creature sort of observing and, and, um, and taking it all in. And, and when you interact and when you um, when you interact and sort of weave your magic into the conversation, because it's all been conversation. I've never met you in person. That's um, true. When you weave in, it just comes from such a place of nature wisdom and sort of cosmic wisdom and, and also feels, uh, feels like accessible. It doesn't feel like you're above or in a place where, where people can't, or I can't um, understand. It feels like you're just opening it out for, you know, what you know and, and the energy that you're carrying, it feels like it's open to, you know, embrace and to be interactive mm. with. And it's, it's a, I don't know if I'm explaining it well, but it's a very um, welcome and like powerful feeling. Well, thank you. I hope so. Yeah, that's my aim to make it accessible because it is for all of mm. us. And just because I, as a, spirit human have chosen at a young time in my life to connect mm-hmm. with these forces, these energies. Um, and I have a lot of experience with that. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean that everyone can't, you know, because we can, because yeah. it's what it's actually what we are. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Mm. We are spirits. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so is there something uh, significant that you've discovered about yourself in this past year that you'd like to share with us? Mm. Mm. A lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> I'm constantly waxing, weaving. Yeah. Um, But um, I would say I would say that quite a profound awakening for me mm-hmm. um, was my brother's passing mm-hmm. right this year, well, within the last year, about mm-hmm. eight months ago and 
if I didn't know it before, which I did in many ways, you know, and that's the thing with self-growth. That's the thing with realization is that we, we become more and more realized through steps and parts and pieces of our psyche, yeah. of our spirits. It, it doesn't happen all at once, like slam, you know, because we just be like, okay, I, I, I can leave now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, You know, we got it all at once. You know, we have all these little lovely cracks and crevices that uh, start to move and start to shine. But um, yeah, when my brother, when my brother's soul decided to leave it, this unscripted time for the rest of us. Right. I realized in a, in a, such a deep embodied way that we don't die actually, you know, not, not the way that we have been, you know, trained to believe or understand <clears throat> what that passage is no we don't we just change form Mm -hmm. and while it was yeah probably one of the most extremely painful experiences of my life so far it was one of the most enlightening and heart opening experiences right and so yeah great awakening comes when we allow it you know? mm-hmm. and that was mine we're just we're just changing form beautiful mm-hmm. thanks for sharing that and my blessings to your to you and your your family on this part of the journey <laughs> thank you yeah do you think that do you think that uh when you talk about changing form, you know, I, if you had said that to me, like, you know, 20 years ago, I'd be like, what? Like, you know, morph into, you know, such a science fiction nerd. <laughs> like, morph into another person, grow another arm. Like, you know, right. what, what does that mean? Like, do you think that this is something that happens because you know, I think we agree that awakening happens, you know, multiple times in our life, right? And so, like, do you think that there's something that, hmm, I feel like there's a significant thing that happens, like morphing that happens when someone who's close to us leaves this world. My grandmother recently just died just a few months ago, and she was sort of like she was the matriarch, right? And um, recently I, I started noticing myself get way older, like the rate at my, of my age felt like much faster. Like my mm. birthday just happened. I was like, God, this year feels like I got way older in this, like not in my body, but just inside, like something inside me changed. I'm now the second generation down in my family. That's it. That's it. Right? Yeah. Like, it changes how I interact with other people. And I'm like, is this that morphing? Mm. Am I who I was before? Mm. That's how I experienced it. Like, could you share just a little bit more, if it's okay with you, about Mm. 
what, like what you noticed sort of tangibly that, um, that was speaking to that morphing that we're talking about? Mm. Well, first I would like to, um, yes, for sure. And thank you for the question. I uh, would, I have a sharing on what you spoke on and then I'll move mm. into a bit more personal, yeah, personal cosmic experience. You know, when, uh, when our, our elders pass, they leave like a position open. Yeah. Right. And then they leave that position. Mm. Right? It, the energy of that position is still there. Mm. Right. That they've created that space all what they've given in their lifetime, all of their experiences. And I mean, all, every single micro moment. Mm-hmm. And that, that shifts the, the structure of, of the family. Mm-hmm. And each of the family members take a part of that, depending upon, you know, who's there. Mm-hmm. And so you did, you did my darling. Mm-hmm. because that, that space was part of your connection with your grandmother anyway. Mm-hmm. And that's something she was gifting you. Yeah. It's that part of her experience, that part of her wisdom, her knowing. And that's why this feeling of being older somewhere in your field, right? Or mm-hmm. your feelings sometimes, or maybe your response or your behavior. Yeah, what a great gift. Mm. Yeah, it yeah. feels like it. it is so it is so and for myself it was uh, when I when I Mm. began to come over the shock Mm. right because it's shocking it's shocking to lose someone you love so much like that from one day to the next I began to um, feel his consciousness around me right and, um, well, I am also trained in this, <laughs> right. so I'm used to, to feeling other people's relatives around them, <laughs> you know, one or two degrees of separation. It's okay. You know, but <laughs> then you have your own and it becomes more embodied. As I said before, mm-hmm. you know, it, it definitely becomes awakened in you the the depth and the profundity of who we are Mm. and it always amazes me (laughs) how real that is and also how much in our collective societies we don't get to that really. Mm. And I think that is something that's, that's shifting now more so like in bigger steps yes, yes. in much bigger steps. And it's, it's, it's essentially dealing with the mystery of our world. Right. And um, mm. we will see a great change in that in the, in the coming years. And it's already definitely begun. Mm-hmm. I think we all can feel that. Yeah, it feels um, like some awakening. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Wow. 
So, you know, in a sense, it, it has brought me where it has, you know, brought these depths of all kinds, a whole spectrum of human emotions and feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, it also gave so much strength and light and also relief in a mm-hmm. sense, you know, where I'm like, oh, okay, I can do that. No worries. You know, yeah. I can step through and leave this body. Mm-hmm. And, and coming into, you know, I've had um, deep journeys where I've left my body and stopped breathing and mm. just traveled around the universe. So I know that sounds kind of, may sound kind of odd, but it's real, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I would, Mira, please come back. Please come back. You know, the women, Mira, start breathing again. Please come back. And I'm like... Oh, peace and light here. I have. What do you mean? Um. However, you frame it, we're all going to make that experience, Mm -hmm. right? And I, I think it's a very blessed, wonderful experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's. I feel like I'm you know, in the last three or four years, I have noticed two major, uh, there's lots of dynamics, but two major things that are, that is going around on around me with people around me that have a group of people who are like, yeah, this is, this is intense, but like, let's do it. It's time. It's the awakening. It's, you know, I have stuff I'm working on, people helping people around me, my community, all this stuff. And, and like, this is what it is. Let's do it. Right. Let's, let's be in it. Mm. And I also have a group, a much smaller group around me. And, and I think this represents a lot of the population and that's freak out, fear, control, um, subjecting self to, to cult-like behavior, anger, division, uh, you know, old traumas coming up and having no idea what to do about it. Mm-hmm. And I find myself very thankful to be surrounded by learning from and to be um, uh, a being that um, is has some readiness for for what is going on right now. And mm-hmm. as people keep awakening, you know, I'm just like, this is, I can see how this is terrifying to a part of the population. I could see how mm. it could be, it could feel strange when you, Miss Shell says, yeah, I stopped breathing. I left my body and went around on the universe. I could see how the idea that we are more or that we can do more and that we are these, you know, beings of light, actually, we can actually feel it and see it. And we're hearing more examples in, on podcasts and, and on the internet and we're getting that, that, that that's, you know, evidence of that's who we are. It, it must feel almost, um, apocalyptic for some people, <laughs> you know, and, and yet I'm just so grateful for the intensity of these times. I'm just like, mm-hmm. you know, we're building the new world and it's aligned with who we really are. that's it sister (laughs) yes yes and of course it's always scary Mm -hmm. awakening yeah it is because we humans are sort of constructed Mm -hmm. you know 
in a certain way to try to circumnavigate change. <laughs> yeah. Reconstructed to build our reality, right? So so we can put order in the chaos mm-hmm. and and experience life that it doesn't get too overwhelming for us and, and what we keep and what we keep our, our experiences, our patterns, our programs, mm-hmm. right? Our musings on whatever level is going on there. Yeah. So change? What do you mean? <laughs> I gotta change. You know <laughs> what the <laughs> but um <laughs> yes, 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 that is the nature of our being, actually. Mm. That is the nature of who we who we really are. And and to open our arms to change is, is the best thing we can, number one. Uh, teach ourselves and and number two teach and assist our children yeah right and um get down to it because it's not going to change (laughs) anytime Mm. soon right it's gonna become more Mm -hmm. intense right so if we look at our world what's what's happening in our world and just take it down to the self to the self process Right. And when we are in that moment where it is time to shift our consciousness for the betterment of ourselves and our family mm. and our world. Right. Yeah. And we're in that tiny little moment where we have to flip the switch. And we have to change something fundamental inside. Right. And we know it. We basically know it, you know, more or less. Some some folks are very clear and they get to work. They have tools. They have community. Um, they have some self-knowledge, mm. right? And others are a little bit in there and there's a foot in, in the monotony of life kind of world. Shouldn't yeah. it be that way? I don't really need that. Da, da, da. But because they have one foot in this allowance space of allowing, then something will come, someone will come, some experience will come to assist them. And with that assistance, they can move on with their own guidance to bring them to places where they can face that change and transform, transmute, Mm -hmm. and yeah, grow up. (laughs) Grow up, become more mature, you know, define your communication skills, watch your behavior and be responsible and accountable. Dedicate yourself to 10 to 20 minutes of meditation every day, or simply stillness, simply watch your breath and look at a branch on a tree for 10 minutes and Mm -hmm. feel, feel, or just feel The silence. Watch what happens. And move on. Mm-hmm. And these, you know, these skills that you derive through these experiences will assist you greatly in life. But it's our job to build them. No one's going to come along and go, hey, guess what? I got a nice package for you. And I'm going to just drop that in your inbox. And you're going to be able to do it overnight, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The fact is, procuring those skills are part of the journey of empowerment themselves. Hmm. You know, so practice. It's very important in these times to arm yourself 
arm yourselves. <laughs> it's a spiritual war. Get your with consciousness together. with consciousness. <laughs> I heard. I just heard myself say, "Arm yourself." <laughs> what happened there? No, it's all good. No, it is like that. It is like that. You know, like mm-hmm. where's your spiritual tool belt? Mm-hmm. Right, and and sometimes you turn a corner. I certainly have in the last year, and I've armed myself with many skills and tools and embodied them and, and taught them and on and on. And I would just sat there and went, I don't know what to do now. You know? <laughs> and I'm like, everything is gone. There's not a tool I want to use. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's nothing here except oblivion. Hmm. Okay. So what am I going to do now? Right. I can be destructive or I can be constructive or I can just be yeah I was gonna say you could just sit <laughs> sometimes you gotta so just that's sit. it just be. <laughs> just be don't move breathe and keep mm-hmm. breathing and watch it watch it and then yeah get up and do something for yourself mm. just just get up and do something simple thing you know sweep sweep the Sweep the floor, <laughs> breathe, <laughs> and move. Yeah. I like that earlier you said watch a, the, you know, a branch on a tree for 10 minutes. One of the things that I work with kids a lot, and, and one of the things that I, I noticed with the newer generations is, you know, they're here. I believe that every generation is born with these, uh, like, the evolved gifts. We're always evolving. We're always... Um, recreating ourselves. And uh, one of the things that I I noticed was that we, we have, okay, we have all the stimulation. We have the internet, we have, um, you know, we have our foods are, are overstimulating with all sorts of strange chemicals. And um, the, the toys I've noticed, like, as I've gotten older, I look at kids toys, they're, they're becoming less uh, organic, more, um, sometimes some stuff is I've seen kind of awesome and, and complex and, and things that kids can engage with that I don't think I ever could have as a kid. I don't think I would have been interested in it, but mostly I'm, I'm noticing that there is in a lot of households, like kids don't just go outside and just hang. There's always like, gotta do something, gotta do something, gotta do something, gotta do something. And I remember as a child, and, and this is what I'm I'm trying to bring into the world right now for, for some kids. I remember I remember sitting and watching rain for like mm. hours. Mm. I remember that that was normal. Like I remember sitting even with my friends. Sometimes we'd sit. I, I grew up in a place where the rain, rain was warm sometimes. So sometimes we just sit in the mud, we'd be playing and then it rained down warm rain on us. And we would just sit and like mm. in silence for a, a while, a long time. And, and that's something that I, I feel like in our overstimulated age right now, I think, you know, all the tools that you mentioned are important, but the sitting and the allowing you know, being in silence and allowing nature to talk to you, dance with you while you allow it in is something that 
is so significant for all of us to reconnect to, especially children. Because I, I feel like it's just so easy to uh, overstimulate people to a point of forgetting who they are. <laughs> yes, that's what's that's what's been going on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yes, one hundred percent with you on that, sister. Hmm. Right, uh, children get it so quickly, mm-hmm. so quickly. You know, because children's energy bodies haven't forgotten. Mm-hmm. Of, of of this connection. And yeah, even to call it a connection is somehow watering it down. Right. Be, because it is beyond that. It is, um, it is one and the same. Mm-hmm. Let us say nature and ourselves. We are the same animals. We are the same creatures. It, by the way, it was a compliment. You called me a creature before. Thank you very much. Ah! <laughs> You're very welcome. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have an experience to share about that. Um, we went down south, and we were in South America, and we went to the to a certain part of the jungle that's like a, a jungle and a forest in one, so it's not like full jungle. Mm. Um, for a long hike, like three and a half, four hours. And mm. when I got in there, when I got in there, just... No. Before I go in, I, I kneel down, I put my hands on the earth, and I I ask for permission. Mm-hmm. Permission to enter. And I leave an offering of gratitude. Mm-hmm. And I say my name and why I'm coming there and like that. And slowly walking through this density of foliage, there was a little path a little trail so to say sometimes not sometimes yes my body became so electric you know beyond connection like my body knew my feet knew where to place every step that I wouldn't slip or fall what tree to hang on as I hoisted myself over something and I just started going like, and I could feel, I could feel it. I could feel the energy go, this plane with me, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was up front by the, with the guide. He was a young man, the same age as my, my sons. Right. And I was right behind him almost every step. And, and my man and my sons were like, what is happening? She's out running us times two. I was, in, I was just became the creature, what I am, you know, what I, <laughs> they were like, whoa, jumping up, hanging there. And just, I have I visions knew. of Avatar right now. I'm like thinking of you, some flying dragon comes and you like take your curly hair and connect it. Yeah. <laughs> like this. Oh, it was so exciting. I felt so home. Mm-hmm. I felt so home. And I slipped once. My feet went in deep mud. I had to pull them out. You know, I went in the river, slipped on the rock you know, on my hip. And I just jumped up and went, okay, that was interesting. Yeah, unexpected th- things happen, right? Mm-hmm. And it was all in the medicine of this. And, of course, there's been years that I've been coming home to this, into this vibration, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. However, I know it is akin to who we are, what we are. You know, we're born of pure nature. We're born of this planet. Mm. Right. 
and of course, this has been one of the greatest pains in our hearts and devastation, how we have conducted ourselves through generations to our home, Mm. to our relatives here. So obviously we're now in the consciousness, we now hold the consciousness to correct our behavior mm-hmm. and move forward with a different sense of knowing and belonging and reverence. And I feel that it doesn't, really begin with corporation-funded movements, Mm. right? It really begins with each and every one of us on an individual, personal, and spiritual experience. And from that way i mean it's so interesting for me that um we we have we've had movements of freedom and consciousness throughout our human civilization if you know your history you will know this and the last 250 to 500 years have shown us this also right and sometimes i go to demonstrations etc to support to bring my energy there and we immediately are starting off the first steps are immediately already getting so watered down in my understanding of how the depth of who we are diluted, you know, because we are not allowing this whole huge piece of our, our, our big power to be present there as we assemble. Yeah. Right. And I would say before anyone speaks, and, and everybody's smart, and everyone has some wonderful things to say, but you know what? I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care how smart you are, you know, or what good phrases or statistics you have to say in front of you know, thousands, <laughs> tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people. What I want to see is how, how your heart is connected Right. I want to see if you can stand there and just put your hand on your heart and breathe and be present in your authentic being and welcome everyone that's standing there for the same reason to do the same. You're not standing on that podium because you're any better. You're any smarter than any other human there. It's a we thing. Yeah. Not an I'm talking thing now and you're all listening. No, we're all talking through you. We, we, the masses that care about our families and our personal freedom, that, that care about what structures we live within, that, that it's, it's so deeply personal, right? And it's also so e- e- extremely, extremely crucial that we get these value systems in alignment with who we are. And so stand there and breathe and hold the space with tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of people 
at one time and focus on the one goal, which is not being against. I mean, we could, we've played that for a long time as being against thing. We don't need to. Yeah. We can say, this is how we want to live on yeah. planet Earth with each other and focus on that. You can get that squared down to two sentences. I know you can. <laughs> two or three. I know you, I know you can. And have everyone focus on the same feeling thought mm-hmm. and be in that power. And then begin, then begin to say a few words and begin the walk and begin the process, right? That's what I'm missing in, um, in what is being demonstrated, yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that you, you, you bring up like, how, this is so beautiful because I was working with an amazing sacred activist is, is the way I, I think of her. And she was also a huge academic, like was a doctor or is a doctor and, and very academic. But one of the beautiful thing, one of the many beautiful things about her was she also is very connected to the earth and that's, and, and her indigenous ways. And that's where she always starts. And that's the most important through line and the energy of whatever she's doing no matter if she's speaking at the UN or online or with whoever, and that's where it ends as well. And <clears throat> one of the things I learned from her, and you're sort of validating this right now, is, you know, I'm not, a, I myself am not an intellectual, and I know there's a, a lot of people who are like me, we feel really deeply, we see certain truths, and we're here to bring forth wisdom, we have duties in some of us, initiations, and you know, whatever it is, to mm-hmm. to help heal, to help bring people back to nature, to connect mm-hmm. people to ancestry and you know whatever our medicine is. And I found myself getting really intimidated when I was in circles or panels or interviews or whatever it was with people who were very, very academic and smart and and had you know had great things to say, but I I would I was feeling because of the system around us that favors that high intellectual smart way of being is like, this is the top, this is what's right. This is who you listen to. These are call the shots. These are the gatekeepers. Right. And Mm -hmm. so I felt myself very intimidated and I started feeling the more I was doing like summits and just having more eyes on me, started feeling like less than like, I don't belong in the arena where we're trying to build a new world or save a new earth or, or help Mm. heal people. Mm. You know, and so yeah. I think it's your message, what you're saying here. She she had said that to me. She said, she said, you know what? Like, if if you don't belong in those arenas and, you, and if you feel like you're not supposed to talk, what about all these people that, you know, that live near the Nile that are all these medicine people? Are they not supposed to talk because they didn't go to university or even like grade school or whatever in our systems? You know, she's giving me all these examples. I was like, oh my God, you're so right. Like, I... And I, you know, it's just like a simple truth. And so um, I really appreciate you bringing this into, you know, our conversation, because this is also one of the reasons that I started this podcast. This wisdom that comes to the heart and the spirit is in every single one of us. And it's vital for all of us to be able to connect with our hearts and hold space with each other. And it's, it is, it's vital and it's as if not more important than being smart. 
Yeah. As my friend would say, pontificating, pontificating knowledge. <laughs> Pontificate are you? <laughs> yes, sister. Yeah. Ahe, ashe. Bless be. Yeah. Yeah, that's what we're learning right now. That's what we're learning on this planet. We need all of the strengths of these different humans to be in the circle. Mm -hmm. And there's no hierarchy in the circle. Mm -hmm. You're, You're not valued as better because you have a specific gift to be able to bring in that quality of knowledge that that quality of intellect into the room wow we appreciate it and it is one part one cog on the wheel let's say mm-hmm. now this one the next person that's sitting next to that wonderful one mm-hmm. can sense space can hold space can ground space like like the mountain Mm-hmm. Uh, I so appreciate that value system that you were born into, that your spirit took you to, to that gift, so needed in that circle. Yeah. Right? And on and on and on and on. And what we've had too much is that our value system have been so pointed towards survival and having enough and then having more than enough and then having more, more, more than enough, right? Mm-hmm that we've put certain personality types and, and we've created our system on that. Um, and intellectual types, they can go really fast, mm-hmm. right? When we need to go slow sometimes, <laughs> they can go really fast to, to put these different points of information together, to go into the machine, to create that, to make more and more and more and more and more. And meanwhile, we're doing what we're doing with the earth and with mm-hmm. each other. So we know this. There have been many studies on diversity and having a diverse group of humans creates more um, imagination, creativity, yeah. uh, viabilities uh, for so many different ways to experience, right? Uh-huh. And we're beginning to get that. We just don't know how to do it yet. We know how to do it in a personal setting like within circles or smaller communities right or maybe school districts right um however we don't know how yet but i guess we will figure that out to bring it into the broader system Mm. you know and i must say this might be an unpopular thing to say but i'll just say it because um, i don't mind being unpopular As you, as you can see that I just jump on and off social media, like uh, just have no consistency there. I think it comes with your walk mirror, Michelle. I fully personally understand. But, um, you know, sometimes the form, the form of which we define our world and the form also comes in words. Right. And that this is this is such an incredible thing to introspect. It's um, lowering the reverence and respect for each other because we put each other in categories. Now, some of that will be necessary 
that the world can flow, right? Right, yes. Of course. But it's not necessary for us to embody those definitions or to become overly identified with them, right? So this whole movement of having to define, 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 define categories, 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 and then purchase it, pay it, fund it. Yeah. Right. We have to be careful. Mm. We have to be careful with that. Because it will suffocate. It will suffocate something within us. And I've been watching the suffocations going on within people. And I'm like, wait, <laughs> wait just a minute. Mm. Really? <laughs> no, no, I'm sorry. Just go get that inner child book and start doing some exercise. Because you <laughs> this is a pain body moving through and, and we all have them. Yeah. And it is painful. It's almost devastating. And it's, it's terrifying also sometimes to look in those places. And I know, you know, because the, I mean, so many people, especially women come to you to heal those things. Right. Right personally. And that actually brings me to my next question, because I know you are a masterful creatrix. Uh, What are you up to these days? What are you creating these days that's aligned with your spirit? I feel like you're going to say everything because you're, (laughs) this is your focus is, is part of your focus is being in alignment with your spirit. But I'm wondering if there's anything that that's of, of note or, or, um, tremendous in your life right now that you're you're creating or working on that's aligned with your spirit Mm. thank you for the question sister um yeah there's you know i just really started to work again Mm -hmm. um after this great time of transformation with my with myself and my family so um about a year ago Spirit Guidance said to me to do a five-part free series mm. on, the great, on the Great Awakening. Mm. Right. And that's what's coming. That will come. And right after that, there will be a, a work called Liberation Tools for the Great Awakening. And that's a five-part series also. And I look very much forward to um, diving into that. Right now, I have a work running called the Monthly Medicine Webinar, and it, it runs like every three months. So it will start again, and it will start again. That's full, and it's running. It's uh, wonderful work. I love it. It's just for women. Mm-hmm. And um, it, a new one will begin in late March, it, yeah. and it runs for 11 weeks. So it's every other week, so... That one's running, and it's a wonder because always such a blessing to be in circle with consciousness mm-hmm. and humans that are showing up for that within themselves and to support each other in the circle. So yeah. it's uh, and there's another exciting thing happening, yeah. which is more. It's all material, but um, I am making a space for healing tent. Ooh. 
<laughs> I knew you would like you that. You had one. me attend. It's <laughs> <laughs> so gorgeous, darling. <laughs> I love it. Tent. I think I have. We need a new bumper sticker. You had me at tent. <laughs> <laughs> please, please put that on a sticker, please. <laughs> I love it. I really love it. Uh, yeah. So, so I'm here in these new surroundings and, um, it just seemed like the doors started to become open that, that some humans just smelled it and felt it, mm. my work and just started coming up to me and asking me. And I'm like, what do you know? <laughs> What's going on? Yeah. And I thought, okay, that's starting to happen now. Cause as a medicine woman walking shaman and seer, when I, when I come to a new place, I don't just set up camp, put my, put my sign outside and flag and say, I'm open for business. Yeah. Um, I need to arrive. Spirit needs to arrive. I need to see what powers live here. Mm -hmm. Right. What some of the energetic story is narrative that's going here. And then I need to meet some of those powers and ask the big mountain yeah. for permission to bring my medicine there. Yes. And leave my offering. Just, you know, you said something earlier. I think that what you wrote to me about the magic and the, the mystery of nature. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and so I wanted to meet that. And then I, uh, after a few months, I'm like, oh yeah, it starts now. I, 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 I'm here now. I'm really here. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. Okay. And as soon as I had that cognition, also in the body, boom. Then people started coming out of the woodwork and asking me, and I'm like, wow, look at that. Look at that. Yeah, this is, this is what you're talking about when you say, have you met the real face of nature? Yes, ma'am. Yeah. That's it. The real face of nature is, mm -hmm. um, you know, there's a nature on the surface. We can go for a nice walk in the forest and feel refreshed we can mm -hmm. walk on the beach and feel the ions surging through you know mm -hmm. our body or electricity and yeah that's that's amazing right mm -hmm. and then there's another step in and that is when our consciousness and nature's consciousness begin to dance begin to communicate in that dance yeah right and that is uh, something completely other. Uh, that's what I call like a nature immersion. And that's when she begins to open and show us who she is and how she feels. Mm -hmm. Right. And, um, and you can, you can experience that when you, when you, See that nature moves with you, mm -hmm. like when you're in ceremony, right? And the clouds change with you, yeah. the birds fly in different ways and roots with you, and, and so on and so forth. And some people would call that an anomaly, an, an anomaly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, we do know we have experienced greatly on our earth that this is simply a part of the wisdom 
and the mystery of our planet and ourselves. Mm-hmm. So no wonder you love tents. Because <laughs> <laughs> you got something there, right? Mm-hmm. As, it, as it goes deeper, we will re-experience this. And this is what I find so exciting and so fascinating for our times. Yeah. Right? Because we are leaving that old structure, right? Because it, it doesn't, suit our, doesn't suit us anymore. It's too constraining and restrictive yeah. for us to blossom in. And as we return to nature, right, as we return to, into a certain vibration, which our ancestors used to carry, because it's, it's in the heartbeat, it's in the tempo, and our feelers open quite 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 effortlessly actually our feelers open and our field opens and then nature guides us nature always wants actually to protect us in a very real way but Nature is not just. Don't you think for one second that nature is just. You will be fooling yourselves. Right? Don't do that. She has her own laws. Don't expect her to go by ours. Our our human ones. Maybe we'll get closer with our universal ones. (laughs) (laughs) We're talking to that that, that creatrix, right? Mm -hmm. And then, however... Given your state of energetic reverence in the moment that you commune with her, and she will take you on a ride. Mm-hmm. Yes. That force, that intelligence. I mean, I, I mean, it's absolutely fascinating for me. Mm-hmm. When I see birds of just, just com- complete complexity in their armament, all their, their, their wonderful colors, right? And you're like, what created that? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, or, or the insects, you know? Like, how? What level of creativity? Limitless. <laughs> limitless, limitless, limitless. And that's, and that's who we are. So this, from this constrained place, this restrictive place where we're, we're like bursting at the seams to experience something more than the status quo. Mm. literally, even if you don't realize you're doing it, you're doing it unconsciously. You know, what, what many people do is they, they turn it around and they want to create something destructive. Right. Because they can't get to that feeling, that place, which is all connected in there. And you're flowing and you're laughing and you're going, what? At the same time that you are there. Mm-hmm. And we're in and out of that. And the more you're in, the, the more you can be in, right? And the more you're out, the more you stay out and you long for, mm-hmm. right? So people get destructive and ugly and bitter and resentful. And, and also I think experience, I think there's a grief. You know, oh, there's, yeah. there's waves yeah. of grief. I started seeing a couple of years ago um, since we've been asked to stay in houses and this this era that we're in. And I, I think that what you're speaking about, that 
that knowing like your spirit inside knows that you can have access to this nature, your nature, right? That, that infinite creative thing. That's like, that's who you really are trying to burst out, right? Wanting Mm. to get out, wanting to express and be out of this system. I think there's this feeling of very human, you know, feeling of, um, grief that is sweeping over people because of that. Yes, people Mm. are dying and yes, we are being faced with histories and all sorts of things that humans do and are and experience that are Mm. very real that, that, you know, we've been putting a veil over for a long time. So of course a a grief of the old way of life, but I think that the grief is more tied into what you're you're talking about right now. The separation. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. And we're, we are longing mm-hmm. deeply, deeply, profoundly longing to meet that vibration within ourselves mm-hmm. because it is, it is absolutely our natural state of being. It doesn't mean that we go around like, you know, Lulu Bell constantly go, Oh, I am part of the light. And that's fun sometimes, you know, but we're not. <laughs> Many people who don't experience it enough, think that that's what it's going to look like. No, it's, mm-hmm. it's also, it could be with you through your different ways of expressing or forming your, your person. It is, it is that place inside that always stays connected and you are aware of its existence, its vibration with you. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> and so we are on the way. That's what really what I would love to say. And I, I feel an emotional wave coming through right now because I have mm. such a deep love and empathy for our planet and our humanity. Mm-hmm. You know, Aunt, look at, can you hear that little bird? He's like, she was serenading us. These birds have been agreeing with you the whole time. Like, Haven't they? Yes. Listen to that thing You were saying something that I'm like, whoa. And the birds in the back going, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what she said. <laughs> what she said. Go on, hark, hark, hark. <laughs> and I know it's tough because it's always tough for like we talked about the beginning to change. It's... And this is a whole system. Mm-hmm. And we've been slotted. You know, this is like destiny cords. Right? To, for the awakening now. And there's a force that doesn't want that to happen. But there is always a force that doesn't want that to happen. Yeah. You know, when, you're, mm-hmm. when you are going through a big change in your life, when you're getting married, when you're getting divorced, when you're having children, when you're going through your uh, graduation, your initiation, mm-hmm. promotion, demotion, whatever, you know, there's always that force that's like, maybe you're not good enough. Or, maybe you can't do it. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're too this or too that or not enough this or not. You know what? <laughs> so what? Mm-hmm. There are always going to be those forces that don't want the next level of experience. Yeah. 
This brings me to a, a really interesting question that I've been asking. I've been asking myself and, um, and the question is, what do you think in my mind, when you're talking about that, those forces that are resistant to the evolution, to opening, right? And sometimes that's people don't want the change and will fight the change. And the way I see it, that creates conditions and to disease and fear and pain. And the question I've been asking recently is, um, what do we do with our sick? And by sick, I mean those who those who maybe it's a, you know, we might say that it's a personality disorder, or we might say that it's, um, you know, those who are in society who are sort of committed and frequently causing pain to others, taking, mm. destroying land, um, uh, abusing people, and it's consistent. And that's what I mean by, by sick without putting too many labels on it. And so I wonder what you think about that, because we've been talking about this opportunity in front of us of opening the healing, becoming who we are. And there is, there is that, you know, you just mentioned the, the resistance and those that, you know, there are those who won't go, that, that won't do this. And so it just, I wonder what you think about that group of people. Hmm. Oh, first and foremost, they are on their journey. Mm -hmm. They are our sisters and brothers. Mm -hmm. And um, on, on, on one level, you, we, we look at that, okay, they're playing their role. Right. In the bigger picture. Right. Because uh, we, we are living in duality. Right. So if that, that button gets sparked way, way over there. Mm -hmm. You know, and there's an effect over here of someone that grows more into their light mm -hmm. because of that force. Right. Yeah. Um, however, I feel that to a very large degree and large percentage, let's say, people, us human beings act like that because there is something that hurts deeper inside. Mm -hmm. There's not been a person I've come across yet that just came to the planet to be a little shit, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and so, <laughs> and, and disturb, <laughs> disturb greatly um, other humans and hurt nature and themselves while they're doing it, right? Yeah. So there's a destructive force inside, and it wants to be seen. That's why it's doing what it's doing, yeah. right? And we all have that. No one is immune to That's being right. a little shit sometimes, right? <laughs> and so, <laughs> but some of us just have the abilities to not inflict it onto others and not become completely destructive. However, you, many people are very nice on the outside world and they get home, they're real big shits to their family members. That's not fun. Mm -hmm. yeah. And they're covering up, making that look nice and pretty, but okay, that's another part of it, right? The big mask wearing. Uh, however, I did have a dream 
a lucid dream recently, and I do this sometimes, well, many times, if I want to look for, um, I want to ask a question, Mm. and I would like to receive an answer Mm. from somewhere, from myself, or just from the moment, right? And I saw a creation, and I, so I know so many of you, you included, Alexandra, and many of you out there who are listening have had this same feeling thought, right? And I saw a place where um, the, the, the transformation of what we call healthcare, mm-hmm. right? And I saw uh, like a, f- a flower, and in the middle... It, you know, the middle of the flower is actually the face part of the flower, right? Mm-hmm. And then you have all these wonderful, I'm thinking more like in the, the realms of a daisy or a chamomile flower, right? Yeah. And then you have these wonderful blossoms, leaves, all, or yeah, blossoms actually all around. Mm-hmm. And that's what I saw, potentiality of really what healthcare starts on the energetic you know, your body has to go along quite far for, for those energetic imbalances to become physiological imbalances, hmm. right? And I saw this whole picture, you know, of what that would look like and how people can work together. And, and all of a sudden, this hospital or healthcare, you had sort of smaller branches of like, places where you get treatments done or cutting or, you know, mm-hmm. this sort of internal med and things like this, because all these other petals of the flower were taking care before that ever came to be. Oh, right. Yes. I can so see you that. need to go and see the energy, the energy healer specialist there in this beautiful petal, a lot mm-hmm. of nature around their part and around the whole sort of presentation of this healing center, center for life healing. And um, you just all different forms of ways which to heal. There's no right way, mm-hmm. actually. You know, I sometimes have experience with my students when they say, oh, I found this great new seminar, this great new webinar, and, and it's got the tool in it. <laughs> I'm like, there's no the tool. Sorry <laughs> to tell you. It doesn't exist, but it exists for you. Yes. That's what's cool. Go for it. You know? And so we have so many different forms of which we can put our consciousness through to heal. But the form is, is just helping us to get, to get really connected to the consciousness. It's not about the form. Mm-hmm. It's about the allowance of the consciousness to be present, right? Yeah. So don't get too addicted to form. Throw it away once, at, once in a while. Right. <laughs> New form jacket. Put that on, you know, and, and try that out with your consciousness. So I feel with those people that are so deeply wounded and hurt inside, mm-hmm. right? If we are working in this this sector of healing, then we're working with these people, not these people. Hey, you people, these people, (laughs) us people. (laughs) Right. Um, You know, prayer is powerful. Synchronized prayer is powerful. That's where we can start in the everyday. 
Yeah. Sometimes I just flip on my phone and I flip through the news feed and I arrive on the most horrendous stories, you know, sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I just put it there and I just go into the energy and I open it and I just send light. And I could feel it having an effect. Mm -hmm. Feel it. Like, whoa, 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 my body. Let's close the door. You know, of course, when I, before I do that, I ask permission. It's always important to ask permission because maybe yes. their souls or spirits don't want that. Yeah. However, okay. And then just the, the, the thinking, and that's what you brought up from the very beginning, is how we frame understanding of those that are so wort, uh, uh, hurt and wounded that they would be more destructive mm-hmm. and hurtful to others and nature. And I want to just really harp this out also is that it's, it's not only people that live in a way that you don't agree with, or mm-hmm. you may not want to live yourself in that way, or the people that we may categorize as society, the people on the fringe. Yeah. It's not only those people that are destructive with their force. Mm-hmm. You know, it's uh, people that have a, also people that have a great deal of influence. Right that are doing um, and creating businesses and also systems that are not of integrity at all, at all. And because they come in a nice fancy car and a nice slick suit, (laughs) we think that's okay, you know. But it's not. It's not. And they could be the fastest people to change it because they have the resources for, for changing. Yeah. But maybe they don't have the heart for it. But, you know, like charging, having a system of communication in prison systems where you're charging the prisoners three or four or five times more than someone on the outside would pay to reach a family member yeah. is not of integrity. No. No, not at all. Our, our I mean, punitive it's, it's system disgusting. Feed, it's disgusting. Continue to feed the cycle. Yeah, this is this is something that you know. It's a, I have very unpopular opinions about like the people who are in these situations. You know, those that hurt children, those that mm-hmm. murder people, those that are repeat offender, you know, murderers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, um, I understand the f- that there's this false feeling of justice when those people are put away for life or get put to death, you know, whatever the punitive system is in that area. Mm. And it's not real. You can't get real justice for a death. You can't, you know, it's not real Mm -mm. justice because it's what the best our system apparently um, has to offer at this time. Mm. Yeah. And ultimately that's not really in alignment with nature or spirit. And it completely ignores the cycle of life. And so my unpopular opinion about that is, is to get, you know, I've said this before, you know, the prison system is, is not helping us. I, you know, and the immediate thing that people will think is like, what, they should be out in the streets. I'm like, no, I I haven't, I haven't said that either, but I, it's very clear. It's very clear that these systems are just feeding this, continuing feeding this cycle. So what if we looked at this from a spiritual place? What if we looked at this from a nature place? And what if instead of instead of repeating things like psychopaths can't be cured or or somebody cannot be reformed once they've hurt a child, how about uh, focusing on what 
on how nature works. And that is a constant creator, a constant healer. Mm. How can we start to focus on that? Because ultimately, if we keep feeding the cycles, we'll keep producing people who are sick. So yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a very tough cycle that we're in yeah. where this is concerned. Yeah. And I, and I wanted, I really am inspired by your visualization of when you're talking about the hospital and the, you know, the, the pedals, the outer, mm-hmm. you know, the outer pedals of hospitals, because um, that has been a sore spot for me. Um, our population's interactions with the the medical world and the medical world's interaction and pharmaceutical world's interaction with us. And there's a, I have personal reasons and, and also just my observation reasons why I have a lot of challenges and difficulties with, with the world of, of uh, Western medicine and, and pharmaceuticals. And it, it, yeah, it's a sore spot for yeah. me. And a well, lot of people okay. and I, I just see this hatred and I'm like, I get why I understand the human reasons why, mm. but ultimately what do we really want? What are, what are our values that are just intrinsically our primal values as spirit beings on this, in this mm. world? Mm. And if you really tap into those, there wouldn't be hatred for something that has maybe caused you pain or, or done something horrible mm-hmm. to your family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. You know, um, two things. Mm-hmm. One is um, medical system and the pharmaceutical uh, industry, mm-hmm. we can call it now, actually are separate. Right. Right. Um, even though the last 25 years, intensely, that has been changing. Right. But they actually are and supposed to be separate entities. Mm-hmm. I've met so many incredible doctors and nurses, um, such caring individuals, and I feel for them and their practices and their own integrity mm-hmm. are pushed because of the pharmaceutical companies' needs to um, produce yeah. and to earn profit. And right. that's a dangerous uh, mixture of medicines, I would say, yeah. <laughs> in the old woman medicine way, she would <laughs> wag her finger and go, mm, 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 mm. <laughs> <laughs> not for sale, baby. <laughs> and, and you know, um, I, I, before you go on, I, I would like to add here uh-huh. that um, I don't mean to suggest that they are the same things. Um, mm-hmm. I, but I did lump together that there has been pain caused by both of these systems, but not as one, not that they are one entity. So I I appreciate that distinction. Oh, thank you. And I too know lots of awesome, amazing doctors. Yes. (laughs) Oh my gosh, yes. (laughs) So many uh, own human stories out there, incredible stories. And and some that are just, you know, shit doctors and... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's like just like any industry right? terrible doctors out there too you know as in any profession um it's it's really a source of deep frustration i think for the american people mm-hmm. um on on some level depending on uh where their consciousnesses are at and 
it really just does come back to self-responsibility yeah. and consciousness when we look at our own health and our own well-being mm-hmm. and how we want to age. And do we have time, actually, in our days? We can always make time. But it also comes with a certain level of uh, mastery in life, right, to shift things around. And so many people are not exposed to these options to make the decisions, good, healthy, good decisions for themselves. So they depend and become dependent on these systems that my doctor will know. That way I don't have to think about it and I can get back to doing what I do. Yeah. Right. And this is the part of the awakening because absolutely those systems, I feel, have overstepped their bounds. Yeah. And I absolutely feel that science is used and manipulated to justify those choices. Right. Right. And um, there is a whole world of intelligence that can heal and that could heal alongside allopathic medicine and enlighten each other, right? But those money monsters, those greedy little shits, that's the only cuss word I'm saying in this podcast is, is shit. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but it's those, all welcome. And, it's all and, welcome. And they're, and they're not only greedy, they're pathetic. I find the, the pathetic humans. Word. Uh, yeah. And so when I look at this, let's call it chamomile because chamomile is such a wonderful plant for healing. I love working with chamomile. Mm-hmm. And the middle is like sunshine, right? Yellow. And then you have the petals. Mm-hmm. Right? You can get bigger chamomiles or really small ones. And um, I see the middle part of this healing center hospital with all of these different petals or arms, you know, mm-hmm. um, that surrounds this massive place. And, and it's round or like hexagon shape. And it has different parts because it's really big. And it has like a big garden in there mm-hmm. with water flowing where you could sit in a healthy place for your lungs and by nature, right? And then you, in another spot coming off the garden, you have the, the, like the cafeteria. You have a place where you're actually growing vegetables, so you can visit that garden and you can take your zucchini <laughs> <laughs> with you to your table or your, or your <laughs> cucumber, you know? And, and then there's a whole nother place about meeting the meeting room. You know, this room is like 300 square meters or something, you know, and you're meeting each other. You're meeting your fellow, um, healers, healies. Mm -hmm. Now there's this great question. Who is the healer and who is the healee? And you, you come up with the answer that neither consciousness is guiding <laughs> both, mm-hmm. right? You're just sitting in slightly different positions. So, yeah, I mean, that for me, it would be a base. Yeah. It would be a, fa- a foundational base of, of creating health. What we have is, you know, it's just a few steps up, not in every case, but a few steps up energetically from the barbers of the old days that you used, you know, in old England in the, the, the um, Middle Ages. Where, you know, all right, then is my, 
Off with the end, you know. <laughs> Our fingers are little, got a little infection. Off with the finger, you know. <laughs> it really is a cut and paste kind of uh, world, and um, throwing antibiotics at everything unconsciously. Um, yeah, this is this is one arm of many in our world that must shift consciousness. Yeah. You know, I think that the experience of our industries being challenged to the hilt, especially the medical industry, so, to me is so clearly nature being like, you know, wh where does consciousness change come come in my life when there's a consciousness consciousness change when there's a morphing like we were talking about before or awakening mm. Mm. nature it's very clear to me that nature is the number one player <laughs> right it is and, and we don't need your street, smart car crashes or somebody it's time for somebody to leave their body or you know Whoa. something big yeah. that that very clearly is is it and, and is you know i just mentioned a few tragic things but there's also things like like you know i won the lottery literally won the lottery a couple of years ago <laughs> you know and mm -hmm. it's, it's just this this thing that we might call mystery but i'm like no nah, nature like got involved with all the little circuits and and the wind and the fire and the everything mm -hmm. that affects everything that we do and and had this happen and then something big changes after and I see that that's what's happening now in so many industries that are are breaking down and breaking apart and not able to handle capacities, including especially mm -hmm, our medical mm -hmm. system. And to me, I feel like I feel like this is in alignment with what you're saying. It's nature saying like, okay, now's the time. We we've reached we reached the end of how we can how you've been doing this, and there really is no going back. That's that, I think that's the thing that I'm seeing that's very clear. I remember the beginning of, you know, <laughs> us being asked to stay home or forced to stay home. And there was this idea in some of my groups of friends for, you know, good six, seven months. I, can't, I hope we go back to normal. I wish we go back to normal. I hope, can't wait till things go back to normal. And I'm sitting here going, what? Why? Why? Why would we go back? <laughs> Our normal was not good. <laughs> like, just because it might have been good for you sometimes, it, you know, in your perception, it's not good for everybody, <laughs> you know. And <laughs> so cute. <laughs> I like to say, what? Why? <laughs> <laughs> what? Because sometimes, yeah, you know, yeah. sometimes I was in a situation where saying that out loud would be too triggering for someone. So I just kept it inside. But um, but now I think I'm noticing that a beginning of a shift of like, wow, it wasn't working. Mm. You know, some of us knew that, but there's more people going, yeah, yeah, this, this, we were on a knife's edge of mm. you know we're hanging on by a thread of the way mm -hmm. things were and it and maybe what i was perceiving as this being a great thing and you know beneficial maybe it wasn't maybe that mm -hmm. maybe the people or things i believed in that were quote unquote helping or you know, whatever maybe that isn't what was going on and mm. you know i feel like these are very in alignment with the steps that people go through when they you know when they make a big transformation mm -hmm. in their life and what's the next step? Usually it's like, maybe it could get better after this. Maybe. Mm. I feel like that's yeah. where we're going. Wow. 
I think before we just really lacked the imagination. Oh, yeah. Right. Of what could be built beyond this system. I think if you're honest with yourself and if, mm-hmm. you, if you're intuitively connected and which we most all are yeah. uh, essentially, you know, percentage wise, some more than others, but it was obvious we couldn't keep going on the way we have been. Mm-hmm. We've been the most destructive force on this planet since the industrial revolution. Mm. For God's sake, wake up. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, hello. And where um, that comes into being, we've had the strongest awakening collectively, numbers-wise. You mm-hmm. know, you can go back into the Age of Enlightenment and you, you can go back, you know, and see, see many times where we've had these explosions of consciousness on our planet. Yeah, you know. but this one that we've been in for the last seventy-five years has been ex- exceptional. Mm-hmm. If you look at all the signs and what's been happening, so we're having these two energies going side by side like this. Yes, 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 we have, and now it's time to open that and really work to imagine what what it, what could it be? Yeah, what would I most love it to be? You know, can you imagine if like 10 million people or 1 million people tomorrow morning woke up and started dreaming? That one question. And then another and another 1 million and another 1 million where the, the field would begin to change. Yeah. Don't forget, everything's energy. Energy first. Energy's always first. And I know sometimes we need it proven to us again and again and again and again right. and again to really be, start to get it and open our eyes to that because we become such materialistic beings. And there's nothing wrong with that. We do live in a material world yeah. in part. <laughs> what's right here. We're also trained, actually. We're trained to believe that. Don't forget it. It is also a program. Yeah. Okay. Um, however, we, we have the most incredible opportunity we, we have ever had, I believe, to shift this. And now here's one thing I want to say, hmm. and I feel particularly passionate about this. If you governments and those that say they are leaders of governments think that it is okay to bully, coerce, torture, murder your citizens, in the name of your ideology, you are out. <laughs> you are not. You are not a leader. Mm-hmm. You are not. Okay. You are corporation head, perhaps. Yeah. But you are not a true leader, and you are not listening to your ancestors, and you are not listening to your future ancestors. Mm-hmm. You really don't care. If you can act in this way then there's something inherently wrong with you. Mm-hmm. Because might, to use might, to use the destructive force to put your fellow citizens, fellow citizens, into these experiences, is not what we as a collective human family want anymore. Right. We do not value that misguided way of applying your force to situations to get your way to meet your bankers and all your buddies. This is not 
how we originated on this planet. Many people think, believe, well, we always were warring. You know what? No, no. really, your history. <laughs> not, actually. We lived in balance with nature. Mm-hmm. Right? I could really go into a lot of scientific I, well, analysis there, is, but... Yeah. Yeah. This, this, this is, is why we why the system likes to silence those who do still live with nature. They don't want us to know. And I do have something to say added to that, what you had said before, Hmm. Um, you know, to, to come into this balance to protect nature, right? We don't need your smart cities. (laughs) (laughs) Oh gosh, our cities, smart cities. <laughs> our like, cities are already smart <laughs> if you would apply the true genius of human beings. Our cities are already way more smart <laughs> than your smart cities and all your technology. Way more smart. Mm-hmm. Except for those parts have been so suppressed and bastardized mm-hmm. by the likes of you hurt and wounded psychopathic personalities mm-hmm. it's it's unreal to think that you are in this position of power and this is a great myth uh, a great myth to dispel right now yes for human beings on this planet we think that if we're in alignment in in, in alignment with with uh, um, our center mm-hmm. and our power that we will always create good <laughs> nope. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> There's some very extraordinary, powerfully powerful people who are not doing that. <laughs> no, no, no. You see, because the universe, the universal laws don't exactly work, work in that way. Yep. And the soul actually, from the soul perspective, the soul vibration doesn't see that's good and that's bad. The soul says that's an experience. There is a resonance. Yep. Right. And then it's part of the greater, greater weave. So it's our job to look inside at our own inner monsters, our own inner failings, our own um, inner devastation, helplessness, loss. Yeah. Like Alexandra was saying, grief. Mm -hmm. How we're tormented, we have to look and dive into the abyss, you know, go and take a journey down there. And have a deep, 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 dark look at ourselves and get back up again. Yeah. Right? Or else, you know, all of a sudden you turn the corner and one day you're the monster. You're the one making those decisions. You're the one ordering uh, one million ethnic um, minority into camps. Right. This is why it's getting real. This is why so many people are committing suicide. This is why um, people are going batshit crazy. Because that journey is not an easy journey. You need support for it. So don't try to take it on your own. That's why there are medicine women. That's why there are, that's why there are shamans and healers. <laughs> yeah, that's why there are just good friends and say, just hold my hand. That's where they're while I go friends. there, please. Yeah. You know, yeah, exactly, sister. Yeah. And that just rounds us up. We're just sort of rounded, I think, come back around to <laughs> almost <laughs> to where we started. Yeah, being in your personal process and having your tools mm-hmm. um, and realizing that what we're manifesting right now on the planet is like a planetary personal process. 
Yes. And so us doing ours is going to help with that rebirth. Mm -hmm. Greatly. Every single soul, every single amazing soul, every single soul battery, I sometimes say. (laughs) Or Or I sometimes say, hey, great spirit, how you doing with your human? (laughs) oh my god how's your how's your human been teaching treating you (laughs) oh wow Uh, oh my gosh i will be quoting you on that for sure do it do it (laughs) oh i I look at people and i see their spirit you know i see wow look at them look at that power look what's in there field look what all their opportunities they've got and bless 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 and i bow before each each person's spirit that come before me yeah if they make it here to mirror somehow or another yeah in whatever place i'm sitting in the world right Mm -hmm. and then i just look up and i go how you doing with your human how's your human treating you you know (laughs) because it's so it's what it's what's happening now this power is becoming more um what i would say is transparent real connected to our to our beings yeah wow that's beautiful that's yeah that's beautiful and and it feels natural that feels like what you're saying conceptually is simple, maybe not simple to create in the current place that we are in right now, but that feels like, yeah, that's why we're here. And Mm. what you're saying about this battery, I'm, I'm clear on that. Every, all of us are born for specific, you know, we're supposed to be here right now. There's, there's no mistakes about any single one of us being here, regardless of how we feel. And you were talking about like, what if 1 million, what if then another million, you know, it doesn't really take much to move far. It's Mm. these little adjustments. The, the challenging part is that belief in, I think the belief in self of the, of the power and, and the purpose of, why we're here and how important it is, how important ours, us, you know, our specific self is in the, the whole puzzle of the healing of this world. And I'm so yeah. grateful for all those that are awakening, all those who are awakening curious and all of those who, who are making choices differently than they may have before. Yeah. Absolutely. Whoa. <sighs> Hmm. Wow. Yeah. You know, I had something. I, I really feel like we're beginning to wind up, so I want to leave that mm-hmm. with you. Yeah. Uh, to to bridge what you have just shared, yeah. I want. I felt like to give a couple of points. Yes, please. For for us all to mm-hmm. work on or focus on it. Um, you asked about empowerment, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And um, for me. What I see is the ultimate empowerment for us, individual humans and collectively, 
the highest ideal actually reality of that is is to meet in the heart is to meet in the heart from the heart to each other um but to actually feel our hearts to actually know that we feel our hearts and mm-hmm. feel the heart of another maybe another maybe another step to take yeah right i could um stick a, sh- a quick story in the and then continue i was mm-hmm. 20 i was 26 perhaps and i was at a very spiritual place and i was standing there and in walked a yogi a yogi from india at a small ashram at the base of the himalayas hmm. basically taken a vow of poverty and just traveled around when people actually sent him a ticket he would just travel on that ticket they sent him and um he came up to me and he said hello i'm yogi shanti like this and i'm like oh hello yogi shanti and then he put his arms up like this to hug me he was a little guy and so i went to hug him a little bit of my mind was in a little bit of resistance. <laughs> I'm like, okay, you know, I just came here to meditate and start hugging yogis or whatever. <laughs> anyway, but I, you know, I'm an open person. So I said, okay, hug. And he embraced me softly, kind of like in a fatherly way. And all of a sudden, I, was, oh, I got short of breath. I was like, oh, hmm. like this. And then all of a sudden, and I just started crying. This tears just started streaming down my face. Wow. Like these silent tears. Like, what the hell's going on here? Sorry, what the heck's going on? And I realized that his heart chakra was so open that I had never experienced someone with such an open heart chakra. Wow. And it was such a teaching for me. Oh, was such a teaching. Oh, my God. It changed my life. Wow. It changed my life, that one moment. And then he stepped back and he held my hands and he looked in my eyes and he said, I give you the name Mira, which means devoted one to a loving God. And then I was like, a, I was, you know, in trance then. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> and it goes on. It took me, yeah, exactly. <laughs> All the cells going. Ding, 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 ding. It took me a little while to to actually take that on. So that's what I want to say: is we, we're coming to a state of knowing what it feels like to have an open heart chakra. Yeah. Right. Many of us think that our hearts are open. And they are in a way, but actually yeah. all the information is going through your mind and then coming to your heart. Yes. Right. Okay. It's important for us to recognize. Yeah. Um, so how can we do this? Right. And number, the one, number one thing is we need to be in a higher resonance. Then we live daily. And we know what it feels like to be in a higher resonance than we live daily, than our daily life. Get yourself into a space where you can experience that higher resonance for half an hour, mm-hmm. three hours, for 20 minutes. I don't know what it is, but circle work is great for that. When you have a facilitator that, that doesn't speak too much through the circle, that really lets the energy be there. Okay. And um, practice, practice mindfulness, meditation. Um, 
you got to do your inner child work. I'm sorry. You know, <laughs> very, very, not so often say gotta, but you gotta. <laughs> if you really want to be free and liberated, make your own choices. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's really good to know what's sitting in your bag. Yeah. Or sitting in the backpack you got on your back, dear ones. You know, there are some things that were um, incongruent, that were not congruent to your integrity or your sensitivity growing up. And if you think that that didn't affect you, well, I'm sorry, I guess it did. And it is created and it is sown part of your personality. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it's great to go back for freedom because as you move into relationship, there will be triggers for that. And when they come, they will come. They will come hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So um, I, would, I would love to talk about the original blueprint and our, our energy bodies, mind bodies, all these different bodies we have, but that's for another time. Yeah. Um, what I will say is um, it's, it's if you really want freedom mm-hmm. to be the sovereign being you came on the planet with, that's a really great place to help yourself and make choices. Mm-hmm. Write lists of what your belief systems are. Yeah. Right list of what your value systems are. Know yourself. And yeah, communication skills are a great idea. Teach yourself. You know, nonviolent communication is a great way to start and add to it. There's some core principles and guidance there. It doesn't mean that it looks like every person is always shanti and always right. walking around. Like that's not what it's meant to look like. It's meant to look like that you have the possibility of answering someone or some, to something with your impulse and your integrity without getting pissed off, resentful, bitter, or ugly. Yes. That's what it means. Those are real skills and they work. So we've got higher resonance to, to start feeling what it really feels like to be in the heart. We have, um, you know, mindfulness, meditation practices, the inner child work. Mm-hmm. And then uh, these four points. Um, know what stillness is for you. Mm. Deep calm in your body, not mm-hmm. only in your mind, the deep calm in your body. What does that feel like for you? Mm-hmm. Write down, I said this, write down your beliefs and values. Know where you are working from. And when you find out something that's not um, congruent for you, embrace it. It's not bad. It just is the program that was installed doesn't make you a bad person. Mm. Not at all. We do create our own reality. So, so figure that one out for yourself. So that will take you out of the victim. And we all have uh, victim consciousness. Mm-hmm. There's no one hardly on the planet that doesn't have some sort of vibration of victim consciousness that runs through their body mind because if you look at the last 1000 years every single tribe and every single land or nation has had the oppressor and the oppressed right absolutely so check out what victim consciousness means for you it's like over complaining making excuses over explaining these are like little signals for victim consciousness you're holding and yeah 
And last but not least, I, I uh, reharking it, my darlings, um, communication and curiosity. Yes, curiosity. Let's stay curious. Mm-hmm. People are like, why? Like, why is that? Okay, he's saying this and this and this, or she's saying this and this and this, or they're saying this and this and this. Hmm, let me feel. Yeah, but why? Well, I, can, I got this piece, but that piece, why? Let me go and dig around and find out what, what that's about. Yeah. Don't take things at face value, especially not in these times. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. I was, I was closing my eyes and feeling into it as you were you saying were, it. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, yeah, there's some, there's definitely some things for me to engage with there. I mean, all those things, but the, a couple came up for me that very strongly. And I was like, yes, thank you for the reminder. That's, you know, I'm getting my journal out as soon as we're done recording. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, that's a great tip. Let's put that on our list too. And then I can type it out and send it to you and you can stick it somewhere on your website. Yeah, yeah. That absolutely. would be fun. I would, life. That's yes. journal. Have your little books by you. Mm-hmm. You know, Alexandra just, just said a great thing right there. Get the get your little books and write stuff down for yourself, you know? Yeah. Without the fear of of judgment too. Cause yeah. I think that's sometimes sometimes one of my challenges. And I have to remind myself, like, this is for me. This nobody else is really here to read this. This is what's very real. It's what my inner child is saying. You know, this is the pain. It might sound selfish or immature or whatever, but it's time to let it out and let it be expressed. Yes, that's it. And that's okay wow. to do in a in some spaces, but especially in in a journal. Oh. Do you feel that um, as you're speaking those words in the last three four minutes? Can you feel that energy that came in? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's, it is the deep calm that we were referencing before. Yeah, and. Um, Maybe some of you can feel that as you listen uh, now. Because, you know, time is there, but also time is um, a construction. So you could feel that in, in your moment, in your yeah. here and now moment. Mm. Thank you for bringing all of that into this space. And I have a couple more questions to end our time here. Okay. If Mira Michelle showed up, Mira Michelle from 15 years ago, and visited you at your dwelling, what wisdom would you share with her right now? Hmm. What a great question. <laughs> I hope we all of us who are listening to Alexandra right now answer this question for ourselves. <laughs> um, I, I, I um, would say to her, Relax. Relax. Because the picture is much bigger than you can imagine. Mm. Much bigger. Mm. And the game being played is much broader than you can imagine. So you can relax now. Be discerning and kind 
but not overly kind. Mm -hmm. Just the kindness that comes from your authentic self. Know your borders. Know your boundaries. It's important, especially for us women, but for all beings. Yeah. Right. Watch nature in that. Nature is very clear about her borders and boundaries. Woo wee. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. And um, yeah, I re- really try to have a, have a good time. Mm-hmm. Enjoy yourself. Just enjoy those moments. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, just do it. I think she would like that. <laughs> I think she would listen to me. Yes. <laughs> That's what I tell her all the time right now. <laughs> yeah, I've learned that. I really have. Mira, mm. what is your blessing for this world. I feel like you've been saying it, but will you tell us again? What's your blessing for this world? You know, Believe it or not, and I hope you believe it, took me a little while. (laughs) We are so loved. Mm. We are so, so loved. And be loved. And we are love. Oh, yeah. Beyond anything else, beyond anything else, hold that. Hold that somewhere in your body, in your body minds. Mm-hmm. Because it is... It simply is. And find your, I, I, I wish and I pray and I work to facilitate that we humans will find our roots of belonging, mm-hmm. our deep roots of belonging on this earth because it's the wound of not belonging, the wound of not being seen, which is, is, has caught, caused such a destructive path for us in, in, in some ways, not always, of course. Yeah. I'm not a pessimist. <laughs> so deep roots of belonging, find them. Let the mother claim you and... You are so loved. Beautiful. It is a pleasure and an honor to spend this time with you. 
And to also share this with everyone listening. Thank and, you so much. Yeah, blessings to your path. And I'm I'm just so grateful for your engagement with life and, and sharing that with us. Mm, thank you, my darling. You are an inspiration. <laughs> you are. And the courage. Yeah. 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 And to all of our sisters and brothers out there, we got this one. Yes, we do. <laughs> yes, we do. We got this one, darlings. Let's 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 get to it. <laughs> so many amazing human beings out there. Yeah. That are doing like us all here right now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's who we are. Awesome. Thank you. Awesome. Must be. Wow. Thank you, Mira Michelle. And please come back before we all part. Please sit back, breathe deep, and receive connections by Mira Michelle. I was listening to the winds one day and this message came and this message said there was a time on our planet where the mountain would speak to the wind and the winds would speak to the mountain and they would they would inform each other and there was a time when the rain would speak to the rivers and the rivers would speak to the rain (laughs) and they would inform each other and there was a time when humans would speak to the mountain and the winds and the rains and the river and we would be informed by them and they would be informed by us Mm. And this was an inherent connection. But we've lost this connection. In a very real way, we've lost this connection. You see, because all of nature, like our bodies, like the cells in our bodies, has intelligence. Has a great intelligence. And when we listen to the rains, we can speak with the rains and say, please and thank you if you can rain (laughs) a little bit more. We need a little bit more rain. And the rains will come, of course. I think you know what I'm saying. I hope that my words carry the resonance of my heart to you. A world in balance is a world at peace. Mm. A world at peace is a world in balance. So I feel that every human being can do something more create peace 
in this world, and that is first to be in balance with nature. And we don't need a course or a seminar or some sort of training to do that. We just need to show up. We just need to show up. The original and healthy beats for this podcast were created by Quincy Davis. His details are in the show notes. Woke Wisdom podcast episodes are written, hosted, produced, and edited by me, Alexandra Loves. My guests, of course, bring their own wisdom. If you have any questions you want me to answer on the podcast, you can email me at wokewisdompodcast at gmail.com or even better, text the podcast at 601 601- 301-6974. I would be so grateful if you helped me share these messages far and wide by boosting the podcast with good reviews on Apple Podcasts or by sharing the episodes with friends and groups and families on social media. That would be so awesome. It just takes a few moments and a few clicks. Click, 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 clicky, click. Be blessed and I'll see you next week. Oh, one more thing. They told me I needed a disclaimer, so cue the music. Let's do this. The information in all podcast episodes and corresponding materials of the Woke Wisdom Podcast with Alexandra Loves are provided for general informational and explorative purposes only. It is not professional advice. Any content provided by Alexandra Loves, guests, bloggers, sponsors, or authors are of their own opinion and not intended to defame, slander, or malign any person, place, or thing. No guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any statements or opinions made on the podcast or attached material. Alexandra Loves and her guests are not therapists, counselors, physicians, unless otherwise stated. By listening to this podcast, you agree not to use this podcast or corresponding materials to treat any mental, physical, or medical condition in either yourself or others. Please seek out appropriate professionals for help. Privacy matters to the Woke Wisdom Podcast. People, places, and scenarios mentioned in the podcast may be changed to protect confidentiality. Through this podcast and corresponding materials, you're able to link to other websites which are not under the control of this podcast or Alexandra Loves. The inclusion of any links does not necessarily imply a recommendation or endorse the views expressed within them. In no event is the Woke Wisdom Podcast or Alexandra Loves liable for any loss or damage, including without limitation, indirect or consequential loss or damage, or any loss and damage whatsoever arising from your interaction with this podcast or corresponding materials. This podcast and all corresponding materials should not be used in any legal capacity whatsoever. This podcast and all corresponding material is owned and copyrighted by Alexandra Loves. You are welcome to download and play the podcast and share with others for personal use. Please acknowledge the Woke Wisdom Podcast with Alexandra Loves as the source of the material. You may not accept without our express written permission, distribute or commercially exploit the content. Email wokewisdompodcast at alexandralovescom to attain written permissions.